Time to wake Time up. To wake up. <laughs> <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government, while the people have borne the cost. You are tuned in to His Hard Line. Welcome to the number one show many have yet to discover. Our priorities of discussion are quite simple. We put God first. We talk about good health and how to fortify our families, followed by how we restore the republic so we can have a strong nation once again. So patriots, so patriots assemble. 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 Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, if it's that time of the world for you, which here in Michigan, it is certainly a good morning. And I know in California, it's extremely a good early morning. We have some people that like to wake up early. Um, I don't know why. I think they might be a little crazy, but maybe not so much. I don't know. I mean, they, they, I, I appreciate both Donnie and Rietta, I tell you, they've been so sweet because they've they've messaged me along with a few of you guys. You guys have messaged me when I was off yesterday. Now, yesterday, I'll tell you exactly why I wasn't on the show. I had a lot of yard work that I needed to do. Um, I haven't been cutting the grass just because I've been wanting to let it grow. And because uh, I like to keep the, gla- the grass nice and plush. And because I like the ground. And so does my wife. We like to walk around in our, our yard barefoot. So I like to have nice, plush grass. And so... Um, it's finally starting to warm up now and stay consistently warm. <clears throat> we're going to the greenhouse today. We're going to be buying a ton of veggies and plants, and we're going to be doing some gardening today. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and so the reason I'm doing the show early today is that, you know, because I want to dedicate the rest of the day to gardening and being outside and enjoying God's glory. Now, the night, the day before that, like I said, I had just been struggling. I was tired. Um, I was just extremely worn out. I literally had every intention on doing a podcast, but I just, you know, I just couldn't just absolutely couldn't, um, you know, Satan was really getting into my headspace. 
And as much as I'd like to sit here and say that, you know, hey, I got this figured out and, you know, I've got this son of a gun beaten. I don't. And none of us will ever get this guy beaten. But what we can do is continuously have a bunch of victories over the enemy. Okay. We can always continuously have a bunch of victories over the enemy because the enemy will never triumph. Because we got to remember what, what Jesus said in red letter language in Luke 10, 19. He gives us the he gives us the 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 authority to tread and step on snakes and scorpions. Okay, we must not forget that authority that he gave to us. Okay? And he remember, and I can't remember what it was in. I think it was in John. I can't remember. I think it's in the book of John. I had it looked up. I, I looked it up yesterday. But you know, when it comes to, you know, like energy healing and stuff like that, people think that's like all cockamamie poo-poo stuff. But you need to remember, you know, Jesus also said, and again, I can't remember exactly what book it is. I can't remember if it's Luke or John, but he basically says, you will be able to basically do greater works than I, because I am going to the father. You will do works like the, like, like this and more because I am going to the father. I forget, I for, I'm paraphrasing here. Forgive me. Remember. Um, in fact, I should probably just say this right up front because remember, ladies and gentlemen, as I always state, periodically on this podcast i'm not a doctor i don't wear a white coat i'm not a financial advisor a pastor priest deacon or biblical scholar i'm not a bar lawyer i don't give out legal advice and i'm also not the official face or voice of the national state or county assemblies additionally i do not advocate for violence i am my own man and the opinions thoughts and statements are of my own unless i reference other material okay so just fyi so we're going to be getting into on this episode 532, uh, which, by the way, today is Friday, May 5th, 2023. It's May 5th, 2023. Cinco de Mayo, baby. Yeah, um, that's what it is. Thank you, Mom. John 14, 12. Let's look that up real quick. John 14, 12. Hold on. John, hold on. John 14, because I want to get it right. I don't just want to paraphrase because this is important. John. 1412. I think, is this it? Let's see here. Why it, why is this not pulling up the way I want? I tell you, sometimes the computer, see, this is what I'm talking about. The computer doesn't want to cooperate. And I know I spelled it correctly and it's pulling up other stuff. John 14, 12. Cooperate, please. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he hath believeth on me. I believe this is a King James version of, um, verse but verily verily i say unto you he that believeth on me the works that i do shall he do also and greater works than these shall he do because i go unto the father yeah by the way thank you for that uh coastal runner aka mom aka princess big hair some of you might be wondering princess big hair who the heck is that guys if you only knew my mom back in the day she doesn't have it so much now anymore but she used to get perms all the time. I remember her getting perms and dude, like she had eighties hair. Like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Like she was that she, she's that lady, right? With the big hair. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? She embraced it. She loved it. Oh yeah. And so anyways, oh, real quick. I do want to say good morning to all the people here. So again, good morning to my mom, AKA coastal runner down there in Florida. That's Florida, Florida, of course. You know, I, I like to pronounce it Flo Rida. Um, 
let's see here. And again, if you have a name that's given to you by Podbean, which is random letters and numbers, I, I will not address that because it sounds like a robot when I address a bunch of letters and names. It's like, hello, R2D25682 exclamation mark. It's like, no, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> um, so if you want me to address you and you want to be part of the chat and uh, you're on the uh, Podbean app, you know, get on, you know, just switch to a screen name. I don't care if it's, you know, Sundancer. I, I don't care. It doesn't have to be your real name. But then I can address you and say, hey, good morning. So Leslie Liberty, good morning. Mary up there in northern Michigan with her wonderful, awesome husband, Keith. I tell you, that's a good that's a good couple right there. I, I love those guys. They're in the Michigan General General Assembly. They're very good people. They're also uh, they're also followers of Lena from the Power Passion Freedom Show. Um, they're just they're really good people. And they have the cutest little dog that they bring to all the meetings because they drive from a long ways away to, to our state meetings. They, they drive a very long way and they're very dedicated people. And they had this cute little dog named Trixie, just the cutest little thing. And in fact, Mary, if you want, if it's up to you, um, I, I, please post a picture underneath the uh, going live, going live, going live post if you want or wherever. But go, yeah, uh, if you have a cute picture, I know Keith sent me one. And man, that dog is just a little bundle of joy. I tell you, it's such a cool dog. So I want to say good morning to you, Keith and Trixie. Uh, good morning to cheer for Brandon, Nancy S. Good morning. And then Donnie, of course, my favorite man back there in California, which is, I don't know why you guys wake up so early to listen to me, but I do appreciate it. You guys are great. And then his wonderful wife, Rietta. So good morning to those two out there in California. IA. And uh, let me see. I'm just kind of reading the chat here. <clears throat> Let's see here. Just here seeing stuff about hairspray and copper wire. Yeah, I do want to do a show on that, by the way, the electroculture. And maybe, Rietta, um, <clears throat> maybe you and Angie might be interested one of these days. Kind of, I have to figure out what day. Uh, which, by the way, speaking of having guests on, I'm going to have Bill. Um, oh, I forgot his last name. Uh, let me look at my email because I don't want to botch it here. Hold on. I'm having Bill from the Missouri General Journal Assembly. I just emailed him. Uh, we just got to nail down the time. Um, but I'm, I'm going to have Bill Hermanson, I believe is his last name. Um, he's going to be on the podcast. I, I'm shooting for May 31st. It's a Wednesday. Um, and he does a lot of the education down there in Missouri. He's a very smart man. Um, Destry and Paul and many others that are elders in the assembly. They wish there were like a hundred bills because of the amount of research and his presentations and all the stuff that he does for the assembly. He is just an amazing, amazing man. So I'm looking forward to having him on the show. I believe he's originally from Michigan. I think him and his wife, I think he was saying that they were going to come up in August. So I was hoping that maybe we can meet up with him or I can have him over for coffee and, um, you know, just meet him, you know, face to face and, and put a face to a name and, and, uh, you know, maybe, hopefully maybe have him live on the show, but you know, we'll be so busy in August cause there's so much stuff that we do in summer. And of course he's up here on vacation. He's not here to be on a podcast anyways, you know, but it'd be good just to meet up with him, have coffee at the very least, you know what I mean? So anyways, but, um, today's episode 532, it's called Satan's number one target. And I got a nine minute piece. I'm going to play. I might go over a little bit past nine my goal was to be done by nine but you know what if i go over I, i'd go over but it's not going to be by too much um so first off though before i do that i want to play a song that i found that i've been wanting to play and i kind of feel bad because i was i should, probably should wait for destry to be on uh a show before i play this but he'll he always listens to the uh he always listens to the replay but rietta you and your disco do you think i'm gonna play disco all the time <laughs> you know i think i'd rather play disco though over the cha-cha slide 
and all that other Cupid shuffle nonsense. I, I just can't, I can't do that. Um, no, but today uh, a little bit old school again. <laughs> um, I'm going to play, this is a good song and um, I, I plan on playing a little ZZ top too, at some point, maybe this week, somebody put out there, play sharp dressed man. I was like, Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Donnie says no disco. I think Don. That's good. That is good. I love it. Donnie, again, this is Rietta's husband, ladies and gentlemen. He's like, no disco with like 20 O's. <laughs> oh, man, that is good. Oh, you know, that's a good suggestion. 40s jazz, Louis Armstrong and Ella and Ellis Fitzgerald. Ah, do me a favor, cheer for Brandon. Send me an email because if you put it in Telegram, it'll get buried. Send an email to uh, with 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 like a good song by what you're saying here because I I'm I'm not opposed to that. I like good old you know music like this. Um, his hardline at gmail.com. His hardline at gmail.com. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I have a website www.hishardline.com. So yeah, send me um, a suggestion there at his hardline at gmail.com and that goes for anybody for that matter all right that'd be great um i try to find songs if you could I, this one you know, i try to find songs that are at least five minutes or less because you know some songs like you know what is it thriller by michael jackson it's like a nine minute song or something like that excuse me i'm trying to drink my coffee you know so i try to there's some songs out there like seven eight nine ten minutes long you know so i try to keep it like five minutes and under <laughs> so so but i want to play this song it's called teddy bear by red so vine now you might want to have a box of tissues and i'm not even kidding because this song is a very very good song but it is a sad but a, a happy song because it's about fulfilling a little boy's dream who lost his father so let's give this a listen let me go over to clout hub real quick switch over the the setting so they can hear it on that end again this is teddy bear by red so vine I was on the outskirts of a little southern town Trying to reach my destination before the sun went down The old CB was blaring away on channel 1-9 When there came a little boy's voice on the radio line And he said, Breaker 1-9, is anyone there? Come on back, truckers, and talk to Teddy Bear Well, I keyed the mic and I said, you got it, Teddy Bear and the little boy's voice came back on the air. Appreciate the break. Who we got on that end? I told him my handle and then he began. Now, I'm not supposed to bother you fellas out there. Mom says you're busy and for me to stay off there. But you see, I get lonely and it helps to talk. Cause that's about all I can do. I'm crippled and I can't walk. I came back and told him to far up that mic, and I'd talk to him as long as he liked. This was my dad's radio, the little boy said, but I guess it's mine and mom's now, cause my daddy's dead. Dad had a wreck about a month ago, 
He was trying to get home in a blinding snow. Mom has to work now to make ends meet. And I'm not much help with my two crippled feet. She says not to worry that we'll make it all right. But I hear her crying sometimes late at night. You know, there's one thing I want more than anything else to see. Oh, I know you guys are too busy to bother with me. But, you see, my dad used to take me for rides when he was home. But I guess it's all over now since my daddy's gone. Not one breaker came on the old CB as that little crippled boy talked with me. I tried hard to swallow a lump that just wouldn't stay down. As I thought about my boy back in Greenville town. Dad was going to take Mom and me with him later on this year. Well, I remember him saying, Someday this old truck will be yours, Teddy Bear. But I know I'll never get to ride an 18-wheeler again. But this old base will keep me in touch with all my trucker friends. Teddy Bear's going to back on out now and leave you alone, because it's about time for Mom to come home. But... You give me a shout when you're passing through, and I'll sure be happy to come back to you. Well, I came back and I said, uh, before you go, 1010, what's your home 20, little CB friend? Well, he gave me his address, and I didn't once hesitate, because this hot load of freight is just going to have to wait. I turned that truck around on a dime and headed straight for Jackson Street, 229. And as I rounded the corner, oh, I got one heck of a shock. Eighteen wheelers were lined up for three city blocks. Well, I guess every driver for miles around had caught Teddy Bear's call. And that little crippled boy was having a ball. For as fast as one driver would carry him in, another would carry him to his truck and take off again. Well, you better believe I took my turn at riding Teddy Bear. And then I carried him back in and put him down in his chair. And buddy, if I never live to see happiness again, I want you to know I saw it that day in the face of that little man. We took up a collection for him before his mama got home, and each driver said goodbye, and then they were all gone. He shook my hand with a mile-long grin and said, so long, trucker, I'll catch you again. Yeah, I hit that interstate with tears in my eyes. And I turned on the radio and I got another surprise. Breaker 19 came a voice on the air. Just one word of thanks from Mama Teddy Bear. We wish each and every one a special prayer for you. Because you just made my little boy's dream come true. I'll sign off now before I start to cry. May God ride with you. 10-4, and goodbye. I tell you what, I like that song. It's a, it's, a, it's a very good song, but it's a, it's a very, it's a sad song because, you know, a little boy lost his dad into a trucking accident, you know, but I love that song. It's such a good song, you know, but that was back during a simpler time, right? A more, um, pure time if i can say that um i can't say that maybe i can't say that maybe (laughs) 
I can't maybe say it maybe a more pure time, but it was more during a time where you didn't have to deal with, I guess the rampant, um, excess of, yeah, there we go. That's a good thing. That's a good way of putting it. My mom said it right here. Coastal wrong. She says a more trusting time. You know, that was a time where you could probably leave your doors unlocked, right? Your car doors your house doors, um, you know, and not worry too much about the rampant criminality that we deal with in today's world. Right. And so obviously any mother nowadays that gives any type of address to your house, the first thing I worry about are freaking pedophiles and freaks showing up and trying to, you know, do bad stuff, you know? And so, you know, you could clearly tell that that song was during a time <laughs> that is not of this time. But yeah, I tell you, it is a good song. I really enjoy that song. So let me take another sip of coffee before it gets cold and 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 unbearable. Mm-hmm. I like I like this coffee. So anyway, so again, guys, I do appreciate your prayers, and I appreciate all that you have said and prayers for me and my family and Katie and you know uh, and and others too. There's a lot of people out there that I've been discovering in our circles within the assembly good people in the assembly mind you and i have no problem saying that and uh and those that are you know those that are trying to fusticate they know who they are and they know that i know in fact i know that they know that i know that i'm onto them too if that makes sense and you know here's the thing justice will prevail god will prevail he always does. But, you know, there is some really bad, dark forces that are at work right now. And we have been at this war for quite some time. I think we all know that. We still got some work to do. And I think the enemy is in the final, you know, what do you call it? Death throes. I mean, they're, they're, they're on their last leg. And I was just asking somebody, I'm going to keep their name private in this particular conversation, but I was just asking somebody who has been at this for quite some time. And I asked, I said, what, what is it about these people that are trying to, you know, screw with us and try to, you know, screw with the assembly? I said, is it money? He goes, well, he goes, this goes way beyond money and control. He goes, what's going on is these people are trying to avoid that quick drop, sudden stop rope ride around their neck. He goes, because there are so many people out there who have acted criminally against humanity, against the men and women of not just this country, but around the world. There are so many people that are masquerading as Christians, but in reality, they are demons. They are legions. Yeah. In fact, we've had people talk about legions within our own assemblies. I mean, that the, the, they are there, folks. They are there. But yet they masquerade around as God-fearing Christians and they try to have the audacity to tell me, oh, Jason, you make sure you have discernment. Make sure you ask discernment from Lord Jesus. Well, no kidding. There's nobody else that I would ask for discernment from. I'm certainly not going to Satan. I'm going right to Heavenly Father. Yeah, Leslie Liberty was saying right here, Bannon show. Uh, on Bannon show, he said that this is the primal scream 
of a dying regime. Yeah. And so that kind of leads me into today's uh, episode, Satan's number one target. Let's get right into that, okay? Um, This is about nine minutes. This is by, um, what's her name here? Why doesn't it have her name on here? I'll get it here at the end. I'll find it real quick. But um, this is called The Demonic Spirits Behind Narcissism, okay? Very, very interesting. This is very, very interesting. Um, Because, you know, we've all experience that creepy evil feeling right that you get when you encounter a narcissist especially when a narcissist isn't in your imagination right and so uh we're gonna look we're gonna just listen to this video real quick and this lady and i'll get her name she unpacks the demonic spirits behind narcissism and how we can protect ourselves so let's give this a listen Narcissists mess with your mind so much. It's because your mind is Satan's number one target. If he can get in your head, he can affect and infect every other area of your life. And he starts by using the people closest to you. Well, hey, my friend, welcome back to another edition of the Building Faith Podcast, where it is my hope to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. So if you are being blessed by our time together, would you do me a favor and hit that subscribe and notification button? I'd greatly appreciate it. Narcissism is a deeply infectious personality problem that can affect and infect every area of your life. But did you know that there are actually demonic spirits that are driving that grandiose self-entitled behavior? You see, a narcissist is someone who has yielded to the demonic spirits that are driving their destructive behavior. And these spirits tempt the narcissist with a false sense of hope, strength, and control. And because the narcissist has such a deep sense of shame that they desperately try to avoid and cover up, they actually become easy targets for wicked spirits to have their way. The demonic goal is to not only destroy the life of those that they infect, but also the lives of those that are connected to the narcissist. And people they couldn't otherwise get to are now easy prey for these demons as the narcissist now becomes their Trojan horse. Their goal? To make you feel like you're going crazy and to get you consumed in the narcissistic behavior so that you have no time or energy to focus on God and his purpose for your life. Demons will use narcissists, number one, to jam up your receiving signal from God, number two, to keep you on an exhausting emotional roller coaster, number three, trap you in a toxic mental spiral, number four, deceive you into believing that as a Christian, you're somehow responsible for improving this person's behavior in the relationship. So to better arm you, let's talk about eight of the common demonic spirits that operate behind narcissists and how you can overcome. Number one is the spirit of witchcraft. You think witchcraft is limited to voodoo and black magic? You may want to think again. Behind witchcraft is rebellion and manipulation. And narcissists are master manipulators. And remember, the words of 1 Samuel 15, 23, For rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Many will even refer to this spirit as the Jezebel spirit. Number two, the spirit of envy. 
Envy is a resentful dissatisfaction over what another person has. And its quiet cousin is covetousness. And scripture is clear. Thou shall not covet. But narcissists always feel entitled to have what they don't. And Satan is the prince of envy. Envy actually may be the head demon, but there are several sub-demons that are operating here as well, like murder, revenge, spite, anger, strife, hatred, cruelty, divisions, envy, competition, just to name a few. And number three is the spirit of confusion. There's just something sinister about confusion. It's a weapon that the enemy uses to unleash his attack through mental and emotional distraction and disorientation. It's designed to paralyze you with overwhelm and cause you to question the word of God and even your own sanity. And this is... And I got to tell you this, guys, this is something that I've been kind of, like I said, been dealing with, you know, with the, especially with the whole trying to, you know, like I said, I've never, we don't have money issues, right? This is why, like I said, I had to take a little day off or two because, you know, I've had to talk to God be like, you know, cause I, today on this Friday, I was contemplating about working eight, an extra day just to, you know, make some extra money. Don't need that extra money. But in my mind, I'm, I'm hearing in my mind, oh, Jason, you need to have this extra money because you got this trip coming up in June. You're doing this trip with your family. So you, you know, if you want to give your family a lot of things, right, you got to have money. And so you need to work extra, right? He's trying to trick me and try to create that confusion within my own headspace. Because if I work another extra day, that means that's an extra day that is away from my family, away from my daughter and my wife, right? And so when you look at it from that perspective, you start understanding how the enemy start, you know, really operates. Because again, my, like my wife asked me the other day, if we were to go on this vacation tomorrow, how would you feel financially? Now, my honest answer at first, because I was still in a wrong headspace, was stressed. <laughs> she didn't really know how to really come back after that one, but I was being honest. But now that I've really taken it to God and I've asked him, please help allow the Holy Spirit to run through my body and, and, and fight this enemy off, whatever this witchcraftery that others are probably you know putting on us, because I feel that's what's happening. The enemy's trying to get in our headspace and trying to mess with us. Because again, we have battled with these evil, evil spiritual you know, enemy and have triumphed numerous times. And now it's like they're almost now ratcheting up their plans and their, and their tactics in a whole nother level. And so finally, after taking a day or two off and, 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 and kind of grounding with the earth and walking barefoot in the grass and talking to God and praying to Jesus and, and asking for the Holy Spirit to work through me. I feel calm again. I feel happy again. And I feel actually, believe it or not, I'm glad my, cause after I got done with the last show, that's why I started a little later, uh, or I was a little late coming onto the second, this show. I had my daughter come downstairs. She always waits for the first show to end. And she comes downstairs after she wakes up and gives me a huge hug. And I said, you know what? This was worth not going to work today. I said, because this hug, this warm little hug from my little six-year-old bundle of joy is worth more to me than any amount of money ever could. And so that's what Satan doesn't want. He does not want the love of family and the love of God to be shared no matter what. He wants you to worship that mighty dollar. And let me tell you what, he almost got me. That little bastard 
almost got me. And so he will not win. God always provides. God always provides. We need to trust in him. I need to rebuild my trust in him. And like I said, I was seeking counsel from a, a friend of mine up there in Alaska, Destry. And I was even asking about this. Like, I was, I was like, Destry, I'm like, dude, like, I'm, you know, because I was in a negative headspace. And he goes, you know, Jason, he goes, go back to your intro that you said. And I'm going to go back to this video here in a second. But he was like, you know, go back and replay the intro of your podcast. Or not, you know, what you always say, after, you know, in the beginning of your podcast, how God and Jesus Christ, they're your co-hosts because they are the ones in charge, right? They're the ones steering the ship through these crazy waters that we call life. He says, you always say, as long as we trust in God, he will steer our ship into that safe haven, that safe harbor to allow us to anchor and to get our feet on solid, dry land and to be able to live a peaceful, prosperous life going forward in the hands of God and Jesus Christ, right? He says, people rely on you. And they look to you, and if and if you don't say if you say that and you don't mean it, they can feel it. I said, "Wow." And he said that on the day that I was supposed to go on at three thirty and didn't, because when he said that, that also kind of made me realize, crap, I can't do a show. Maybe that's also the other reason why I didn't go on the show because I was thinking to myself, I can't go on a show being in the headspace that I'm in, faking something when I'm really not feeling it in my heart that day. I said, I can't do that because to me, that would be a fraud on you guys. I can't do that. And so that was also probably the other reason why I didn't go on, because I wanted to make sure that when I come back on the air, I want to be in a good headspace. I want to be genuinely happy. And I am happy, just FYI. But I wanted to be very genuine in my delivery. I didn't want to come on here and be like, hi, guys. Welcome to His Heart Line. And uh, Jesus Christ is going to help you. Yeah, no, I don't want to sound like that. So, again, if I haven't said it enough already, thank you all for your prayers for me and my family. I do appreciate We appreciate it. Continuing with this video, it's about five minutes left. That narcissists love to play in as it takes the focus off of their diabolical behavior. Number four is the spirit of condemnation. Since deflection is the name of the game with a narcissist, it is no wonder that the spirit of condemnation is right there to encourage hateful accusations designed to find fault in their victims. Their aim is to create a sense of hopelessness within you through constant criticism and blame shifting. Number five is a spirit of control. Controlling people don't have anyone's best interest in mind except for their own and they will seek to control the narrative, their image, and you, and will use mental and emotional tricks to get you to do their bidding. Angry, bitter, traumatized people are targets for narcissists since their emotions can be so easily manipulated. And the spirit of control is also often referred to as a Jezebel spirit. And number six, is the spirit of deception, AKA a lying spirit. Narcissists are addicted to lying, 
with their word salads, word shifting, truth avoiding, hollow flattery. The narcissist's only ambition is to exaggerate themselves and diminish you. And these spirits of deception open the door to other evil spirits like religious bondages, superstitions, false prophecy, accusations, gossip, slander, false teachings, and of course, confusion. The narcissist is the bullhorn for Satan's lies. But Proverbs 12, 22 reminds us that lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. And number seven is the spirit of pride. The spirit of pride operating in a narcissist is boastful and impatient as it strives to get its own way. It is the cornerstone of every narcissistic foundation. Their arrogant, stubborn, self-righteous, grandiose manner in which they carry themselves can be seen in a myriad of ways, ranging from the way they subtly and not so subtly attempt to exalt themselves, their self-seeking style, and of course, we can't ignore that entitlement that just oozes out of their victim mentality. But Jesus was clear in Luke 14, 11, when he said, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And number eight is the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear weighs heavy on a narcissist. Behind their false bravado is a scared, immature little child who can't function well in life. And although they come across as fearless, it's actually just a facade that they erect to get others to think that they have confidence where there is none. They carry intense shame that they cover up and they look for targets who are insecure and easy to manipulate to give the appearance of courage. But the truth is they are riddled with fear. And that's why they try so hard to control and manipulate you. So my friend, what do you do well, number one, the command can be summed up well in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. Sorry about that. I had myself on mute. Did you hear what she said? Let me, re let me just go back 15 seconds for a second here. There's one more minute left. Hold on not loving good treacherous reckless swollen with conceit lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god having the appearance of godliness but denying its power having the appearance of godliness having the appearance of godliness but denying its power you see what i mean that's how these people operate that's how these people operate. They act like they have an appearance of godliness and that they follow Jesus, right? By saying words like, oh, make sure you always discern and ask Jesus for discernment. Always follow Jesus. But in reality, that's not who they follow. They give you the appearance through this facade that they are godly people, God-fearing people, when in reality, they are part of a cult. They are part of a Luciferian order. 
That's why Jesus, when, when these Pharisees and scribes or whatever, when they came up to Jesus, I forgot who it was, forgive me. Again, remember, I'm not a biblical scholar, but that's why when they came up to Jesus said, Jesus, have we not cast out demons in your name? Have we not performed miracles in your name? Or have we not done this in your name? Did we not do this because of you and your name? And what did he say? Depart from me, for I never knew you. Depart from me because I never knew you. You don't know me, right? Continuing on. Avoid such people. Number two, if the damage has already been done, I want to encourage you to get the healing you need and to trust God again. And not be so vulnerable to these people in the future. If you need counseling, I want you to be sure to check out our sponsor, Faithful Counseling. They are a network of counselors all over the country that can pair you with one that is right for you. And remember, my friend, it is not your job to change this person. Leave that to Jesus. But if you do need help healing from the damage that has been done, I want to encourage you to go check out the link in the description section below. These evil spirits will receive their punishment someday. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, you may be wondering, can I just cast them out? And to answer that question, I want to encourage you to check out this episode right over here. And be sure to grab a copy of our free Toxic People Survival Guide to learn how you can identify and deal with all of the difficult people in your life. I'll go ahead and include a link in the description section below. Hold on one second, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, sorry, my, my, my little sweet little girl just came in here. She just wanted to come in and tell her father she loves me. So I had to let her have that opportunity. <laughs> um, but anyways, I will, I'm going to post this right now. I'm in fact, I'm going to forward it on telegram. If you guys want to watch it, um, I can't, again, I couldn't catch her name. Um, it's on the video, but it was very tiny. So I am going to forward this right now. Okay. And forward. Let's see on today's show and post okay i just posted it okay and so it's there it's called again demonic spirits behind narcissism so this way if you guys want to listen to it and you want to watch it you can check it out again without the interruptions of me you know babbling and you know off and on between the uh the sound clip but guys, there's a reason why I posted that. I want you guys to understand, especially if you're in the assembly of people or in the workplace for that matter, or in a toxic marriage. All right. Again, I said this on a previous show. One could argue, and my wife has said this in the chat here, comments, and, and I want her to come on the show um, one of these days. I do. I want her to actually talk about this because, um, and I know her feelings, like I know exactly what she went through. And, and because again, I, one could argue that I was definitely a narcissist back in the day. Okay. One could argue that there was definitely some evil spirits that tried getting a hold of my soul. Not try. In fact, they did. Because again, I was a guy who was, you know, I was addicted to pornography. I drank so heavily, you know. Um, yeah, I had a narcissistic personality, if you will, right? Or displayed narcissistic uh traits heavily. And it was until, like I said, September 20th, where God smashed me down. And and that's why my buddy Aaron, with his ministry, Line in the Sand, that's why he wants me to give a, a strong testimony when he gets more of attendance. You know, he's trying to get more guys that typically attend that um, that meeting, you know, the guys that who deal with pornography and stuff, you know, that are addicted to that. He wants them to hear my testimony because he feels like they are numb to his story. 
Because what these people, what people don't realize is that when you, when you declare a victory over evil, especially with something like that, an addiction like that, whether it be drugs or pornography or gambling or alcoholism or, or, or whatever, it hurts when God helps you out and, and, and he, he works in your life to help you kick that addiction. It hurts. It's not going to be a joyful process. It's not going to be a peaceful, calm process. That process of kicking it will hurt. Why will it hurt? Because he wants to make sure you will never return back into the cycle of sinning, feeling bad, and then asking God for forgiveness. And then some time goes by, and then you go back to sinning, then you feel bad, and then you go groveling back to God, asking for forgiveness. And sinning, feel bad, forgiveness. Sinning, feel bad, forgiveness. You see that cycle? He doesn't want us to be caught up in that perpetual cycle, that, that never-ending cycle of sinning, feeling bad about it, and then going to God and asking for forgiveness. But because so many people believe, oh, well, God's just going to forgive me. It'll be fine. So they keep sinning on purpose, knowing, well, God will forgive me. God will forgive me. God will forgive me. And then they go and do the sin again, and then they feel bad. And they're like, crap, I need to go back to God again, hat in hand. No, guys, stop that cycle. That cycle sucks. That's no way to live. So in order for us to break free from that, I'm making a point back to the whole narcissistic stuff, because again, narcissism is something that evil Satan uses. That's his number one target is our mind. What's that old saying? An idle mind is the devil's workshop. Right? So if we're going to break that cycle and you truly have it in your heart to break that cycle and you really pray for God, that's why they say, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you pray for, I'm going to say. Because sometimes God's answer to your prayer or prayers might not be delivered in the way that you expect. Again, we have a loving God, but because we have a loving God, he wants us to learn the lesson hard. It has to be painful because what are the most, the most valuable lessons that are learned are the most painful ones, right? See, if he made the process of victory easy and kicking sin easy, people, again, would still be in that vicious cycle. Yeah, the reason he makes it hurt and painful, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, is because he does not want you returning back to that cycle. Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? This is why it has to hurt. And so ever since God took a hold of my life and Jesus entered into my heart and my wife and I went and went around our house like that lady on that movie War Room, we waged spiritual war against these evil entities and said, you are not allowed in this house, Satan. You and your little demon legions need to leave. Uh, we evict you. This is a house of God. This is God's home. He blesses, us, he blesses this home. Jesus Christ is our king, and you are no longer welcomed. Not that we welcomed him intentionally, but because we never invited Jesus actively, that left a void of emptiness. And so who fills that void? Satan. And so we have to continuously make sure that we evict Satan out of the home and out of our marriage and out of our lives and out of our heart 
and, and you might say, well, Jason, but I never intentionally invite him to begin with. Au contraire, mon frere. Yes, you do. By being silent and not talking to God and keeping up a regular dialogue with God and Jesus, when you don't talk to God on a regular basis and have him in your heart on a daily basis and invite Jesus into your heart on a daily basis, guess what? When you don't have that dialogue, somebody else is going to try to seep, you know, seep into your life and find that crack in that armor of God. Because the more that you stay silent and don't talk to God, the wider the gaps in your armor become, and that makes it easier for Satan to, you know, to seep into your life. I hope this makes sense, guys, because I want you all to have the same victory that I have had. But again, it's not easy. It's a simple process to start, but it's not easy to maintain because it, you have to always have a conversation and a dialogue with God. And the reason it's not easy is because if you're not thinking about it, it's easy to fall out of conversation. I hope this makes sense because I want you guys all to, I want you all to find the peace and the freedom and the joy that Jesus brings into all, you know, into your life when you truly accept him. I'm telling you, and, and listen, guys, I, I, I'm, I'm like listening to myself right now. If you would have met me five years ago, you would never catch me. Ask my mom. You would never catch me talking like this. Sure, I believed in Jesus. Sure, I believed in God. So do Luciferians. They believe in God and Jesus too. That's why they want us to forget and 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 not have God be active part in our life because they understand the power that that a true believer has when they have Jesus in their heart and they believe in all the things that Jesus did. I'm not perfect and neither are you. None of us are perfect, but what we are, what we do have and what we are is we are authoritative over evil. Okay. We don't have to be perfect to be authoritative over evil. Again, Luke 10, 19, he gives us the, again, the, 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 the authority to step on snakes and scorpions. And therefore we have the power to evict that evil out of our lives when it tries seeping in. You guys all have that same power because Jesus said that. And once I figured that little secret of life out, there's two secrets in life that I figured out. The power of Jesus and the authority he gave us. And you guys are going to laugh at the second one, but I'm, I'm being very honest with you because <laughs> I had a conversation about this with a, um, uh, uh, a Marine um, who is in the assembly. I'm going to keep his name private because he's a private man, but a Marine who is in, you know, special forces. But the power of my wife and her intuition, because she can smell these slime balls a mile away, these narcissistic people that are taken over by Satan, she can just feel their energy. And this individual, this man that I, I, hold, I revere very strongly, he was telling me, he, when I was telling him all this, he says, you know what that means, Jason? We're talking about a man that's in his, you know, in his 70s. But he says, you know, what you, you know what that means, Jason? I said, what's that? That means you need to listen to your wife. <laughs> I said, amen to that. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, my mom was just putting right here in the chat, Jason never picked up a book to read before the age of 22. And she always, yeah, I remember her saying this. She always used to say, leaders are readers. She goes, now look at them. I'm always, I am, I'm always reading more of the Bible than anything, but, you know, I'm reading other books like, you know, the fruit from a poisonous tree 
that I'm reading right now. Uh, my mom actually bought that for me and sent it to me again. Thank you publicly. That's a, it's, so far it's a good book. There's some things that, um, you know, that he talks about in that book, like, you know, the, uh, affidavit of repudiation, you know, there's some things that he talks about in that book that are, um, you know, state national like, but by and large, the majority of the stuff in that book is actually really good information. Just FYI, if you do buy that book, he does talk about an affidavit of repudiation. Again, this, now this book was written and published, I should say in 2008. So ever since 2008, there has been an evolution of, of information. And, and, you know, because remember what started coming about in 2010, the assembly. And so it started, it, it's, that's when we started realizing, okay, the affidavit of repudiation is not the way to go. And so at the end of the day, you got to watch out for these people. Okay. These, these narcissistic individuals. Okay. Because again, these are, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're bad people because again, one could argue I was narcissistic as well. But God took hold of me and he smashed me down. Because what did that lady say in that video? Don't try to change the person. Don't try to change that man or woman. You need to let leave that to Jesus. And I'll tell you what, Jesus does it. But you've got to trust in it. You have to trust in it. So anyways, let's end this in prayer. It's about, wow, 30 after. Holy crap. See, this is what happens, guys, when I just get on a, a rant here. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I go too long. So again, I want to, I'm going to pray Psalm 26 here. Again, prayer of innocence. Yeah, and before I get into it, that's what my wife was saying. I never tried to change. You just prayed for you. That's right. And God answered her prayers and answered mine too in the process. But I'll be honest, I hated the process. The process sucked. But this is what I tell people all the time. If you're looking for true change, don't expect it to be a very warm and fuzzy feeling. God's going to pound your down into a billion pieces and nobody's going to be able to pick those pieces up and put them together in a more perfect way than God. I'm just telling you. So again, Psalm 26, judge me, Lord, for I have walked in my integrity in the Lord I trust. I do not falter. Examine me, Lord, and test me. Search my heart and mind. Your mercy is before my eyes. I walk guided by your faithfulness. I do not sit with worthless men, nor with hypocrites do I mingle. I hate an evil assembly. With the wicked, I do not sit. I will wash my hands in innocence so that I may process around your altar, Lord, to hear the sound of thanksgiving and recount all your wondrous deeds. Lord, I have, I love the refuge of your house, the site of the dwelling place of your glory. Do not take me away with sinners, nor my life with the men of blood, in whose hands there is a plot their right hands full of bribery, but I walk in my integrity. Redeem me. Be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground. In assemblies, I will bless the Lord. Amen. And if anybody's got anything else, I can add it out here. But I think I'm going to read that going forward. I love that psalm. That's now my favorite psalm. I'm not going to say it's my favorite chapter, but that's my favorite psalm. And to add on to the prayer here, ladies and gentlemen, 
I always like when Rietta adds to the prayer. And again, you can do the same thing. If you want to add something to the prayer, I will read it off right here. And so this prayer from Rietta, she says, Lord, thank you for those who you put in our life. Amen. We each have a plan that you ordained before we were born. Thank you, Father, for your grace and mercy towards us. Forgive our sins. Yes. Oh, always keep forgetting that. Forgive our sins. Yes. And clean our hearts and minds to be your ways. Father, please bless your children. Give us divine appointments to share your gospel. Yeah, I want to add on to that because that's perfect. I I keep forgetting that. God, we do ask for your forgiveness. We know we are not perfect people. We know we are sinners, not that we intentionally sin, but we know sometimes we, you know, we, 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 you know what, we, we look at things and sometimes lust enters our mind, right? Or sometimes we speak um, not so kindly without thinking about people. We, these are the sins that we think are, you know, harmless, right? Like we think they're not sins, but we know they're sins because you commanded us to love our neighbors as we would love you. And so talking gossip about others, speaking ill words about others, we know those are, those are sins, but yet sometimes it happens. I'm guilty of it, and I, need to, and I need to always continuously check myself. So we ask for your forgiveness on these things. And we ask, too, we pray for our enemies. We pray that you not only trip them up in their plans, but we pray that they come to you, God. And you understand the true power that you hold and that the true freedom comes from you. And we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. I love that prayer. I love when Rietta puts prayers on the board here because she always has a good way of praying. It's like my buddy Aaron with the line in the sand ministry. When I asked him to pray for me and my family the other day, we were on the phone together and he prayed literally for five minutes. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, that was five minutes. That's a long prayer. But you know what? It was a good prayer. You know, people always say to me, Jason, you're so good at doing prayers. But then when I hear people like Rietta or my buddy Aaron, I was like, I'm like, I don't even hold a candle to these people. They do so good. But like Rietta was saying, she goes, it's all him. It's not me. It's all him. And that's the other thing I want to end on. All glory goes to God. This podcast, the subject matters, the learning lessons, right? All glory goes to God. This ain't me. This is not me. I am just the button pusher, guys. And I get that wrong. (laughs) I get that wrong. All glory goes to God. And that's how we need to restore this country. All glory going to God. So with that, I hope you all have a great day or night wherever you're at in the world. We are going to go to the greenhouse and buy some veggies and flowers. And we are going to do some gardening today. We're going to be with God outside. It's going to be great. Oh, wow. And my wife is saying breakfast is ready. This is a great day. I finished my coffee in my His Hardline mug. It's going to be a good day, guys. I cannot wait to get into the garden. And I want to have, like I said, I want to have Rietta on and maybe Angie, because I know those two garden together. I'd like to maybe give them a call one of these days, if they choose, to talk about the, 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 um, how they use the copper wire for electroculture. That'd be really cool. So. I hope you all have a great day or night, and God bless. And remember, here at His Heartline, we are firm, we're steadfast, and we're uncompromising. The enemy will not win. Hold that line, ladies and gentlemen. God bless.
Time to wake Time up. To wake up. <laughs> <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government, while the people have borne the cost. Thank <laughs> you.